This dope podcast is about the sober lifestyle, style, style. style. I promise style. motivation, style. inspiration, and transformation. The sober is dope podcast is about the sober lifestyle, style, style. I was able to transform my mind and body and spirit. We won't steer you wrong. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Sober is Dope podcast with your host, Pop Buchanan. Happy Monday, everyone. Um, as we approach New Year's Eve, um, I'm just very excited to be here um, and sharing life with you guys. Um, we survived Thanksgiving sober. We survived Christmas sober. And now we're going to crush um, New Year's Eve for all the newly recovered and sober people out there that's a part of the Sober's Dope Experience. God bless you guys. Um, stay patient. Um, take it one day at a time, one second at a time. Don't beat yourself up. And like our friend from the podcast, Overwhelmed Brain, loves to say, forgive yourself a break. So ladies and gentlemen, this episode is a short episode where I'm going to review responses from different people in the sober community um, from my last podcast entitled Why I Stopped Calling Myself an Alcoholic. That episode was based on an article from Time Magazine written by Holly Whitaker, who's the CEO of Tempest. And um, in that article, um, Holly beautifully details why she no longer identifies as an alcoholic and calls herself an alcoholic. And this is a controversial topic. In my response, I stated that, you know, I understood her viewpoint. And for me, I just wanted it to be clear to anyone that is struggling, that I just wanted it to be clear from my perspective that. Although I agree with aspects, we must be careful because if you are an alcoholic and in the traditional sense, meaning that you suffer from an allergy and if you drink, you're not, you won't be able to stop and, you know, and you will inherit all the problems and destruction that follows. You have to be careful, you know, it's one thing not to identify with being an alcoholic or calling yourself that, but as long as you understand that if you are an alcoholic, that you are an alcoholic, if that makes any sense, like as long as there's no delusion in the statement. So, you know, in the simplest way I could put it, um... I could identify if I'm allergic to strawberries, for example, and I know if I eat a strawberry, I'll get sick. 
I could say I don't identify publicly as, you know, I won't say, hi, I'm Joseph, I'm a real estate person, I'm a, a artist, a poet, and I'm allergic to strawberries. I wouldn't really say that, but I would have an intrinsic natural understanding that I can't eat strawberries because I'm allergic to it. So that's where I was going with it. And I have so much respect where Holly's coming from because sometimes it is somewhat not, I, I wouldn't say embarrassing, um, but you know, all we, I think every time I say I'm a recovering alcoholic, a alcoholic, I'm bringing, I'm giving life to my past, which I'm trying to get away from. And I'm so far removed from that person because I'm seven years sober. But I also have to keep that reality in the fore so I don't lose sight of how serious my addiction is because there's so many people who get so far removed from the ugliness of their addiction that they feel like they could, you know, partake or, you know, imbib and, you know, and then I see time and time again, this weekend alone, people who relapse and they go, I don't know what the hell I was thinking. I feel so terrible. I'm so ashamed. I don't know what made me think I could handle it. My head is pounding. Oh my God. Oh my God. And the worst thing for me to see is someone that relapsed. That's the hardest thing to see. Because I used to be so emotionally and psychologically and spiritually crushed when I relapsed, man. The two or three times I relapsed before I found success in 2012, man, I'm telling you, it just led me into a total binge of destruction. And I didn't have any resources. I didn't know about AA at the time. I didn't really understand it. I didn't understand that I had a disease called alcoholism. I didn't understand that I was allergic. I just knew that I had a bad episode and it's alcohol was problematic and somehow I luckily had a few good days where I didn't drink and ran with it but I didn't do any detox any treatment any meetings any work any therapy and I just relapsed because as soon as I felt better or good enough I thought I could stand on my own will and conquer alcohol and alcohol always brought me back to a sunken place and a low place so although it's it's um poetic and liberating to say I no longer call myself an alcoholic or identify as an alcoholic if you are indeed an alcoholic by not identifying or calling yourself an alcoholic that will never change the fact that you are indeed an alcoholic and that particular distinction was important for me to make so now I just want to turn the subject matter over to the sober community because I posted the podcast I asked people the episode I asked people for their thoughts and I got quite a few responses and in those responses I found a lot of good insight and it's good for us to share um other people's perspective all right. Um, so the first response on the subject of why I no longer call myself an alcoholic based on the article written by Holly Whitaker on time.com and my podcast that I put out is from T Davis. T Davis says everybody is different and we all found separate paths into our addictions. So it's no surprise we can all take different paths out. 
The particular path I chose doesn't involve much of the traditional 12-step process or jargon, and I have always strongly disagreed with the once-an-addict-alcoholic-always-one type ideology. I'm a new creation now, and I choose daily not to be bound, tempted, or enslaved by the things I used to be. Hey, T. Davis, um, that was very well said. Um, I definitely understand where you're coming from. I have no problems with this statement. Um, You know, I think that, you know, I understand that you don't want to be bound by any type of ideology. And I love the fact that you said you are a new creation now and that you choose not to be bound, tempted or enslaved by the things of your past beautifully said and i hope people in recovery can see and use this as a template of why sobriety is dope because you can see there's people who get so far healed that they no longer have to even want to go there you know um and i'm sure in t davis mind he understands the dangers of alcohol and i think his liberation doesn't imply that he is um ignorant to the fact that alcohol is destructive i think he understands that so thanks t the next um um response is from ts miss ts she goes on to say i own it once an alcoholic always an alcoholic i have no illusions about why i drank and i also have none in the fact that it can rear its ugly head at any time I don't go in for sugarcoating. So many people fall for forced security in their sobriety. I know people who have 10 years of sobriety got over confident and blew it. This is part of who I am. I don't shy away from the ugly. I don't have the participation trophy philosophy regarding life or my drinking. So Miss TS, who wanted to remain anonymous, obviously, This is kind of where I fall. This is the group that I kind of align myself with. And there's a few things here that she said that resonates with me, but I don't want it to discredit other people's responses because someone may not feel how she feels doesn't mean that they're delusional or suffering from an illusion. But I can agree that we see time and time again people who get very comfortable with their recovery and sobriety, get very overconfident and cute with it, and then relapse, period. And we're talking about 10 plus 20 years. And that feared me because if you guys remember, I tell a story back in one of the episodes on the Sober's Dope podcast when I ran into my Alcoholic Anonymous hero. So this guy's in New York, and he was like the champion of Alcoholic Anonymous. He'll be on the trains handing out pamphlets. He always used to come around, and he used to see me drinking outside my place in Brooklyn. And he always say, you know, young man, it's paradise on the other side. You could beat this thing. And this was like three to five years. I would constantly see this gentleman, and I always kept him in the back of my head, right? I never went to a meeting with him, but I always knew it was this man who always says he has 20 plus years and how he, you know, he conquered it and he was like the AA champion. And one day when the first year in my recovery, 
I was walking into my office building because as you guys know, I was working at my tax office. That was my first job. When I got back my business and stuff, when I found my recovery my first year, we, I walked into this um, office building in Brooklyn and there's all these people around this man who's drunk and he's belligerent and he's yelling at people and he has this big, big um, 40 in his hand. And, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to see what's the commotion. So I get closer and closer to the pandemonium and I see the gentleman who's the AA champion. And I'm like, this guy's a hero. And I tell everybody, I mean, I champion and fought for this guy. I tell everybody, get away from him. Let me deal with this. Everyone, get away from this man. I know him. He's my friend. He's a good person. Do not call the police. Get away. And then I go up to him and I say, my friend, my friend, it's you. You, you, you helped me get sober. What happened? And he said, I know you, kid. You got sober? I said, yeah, I got sober, man. I, I'm like six months, well, I don't know, three or six months sober. And you know what he said to me? And this always get me emotional, man. He, this, he said, well, you have more time than me. You know what I'm saying? And this guy had 20 plus years. And I only had three months. And I was like, you don't got to throw away all that time. And, um... It was just so sad seeing this person because in my mind, he was my, and he still is my AA hero. And I don't know whatever happened to him. I'm sure if I ever see him again, I'm gonna give him a big hug. You know, I escorted him out the building. I asked him, did he want help? He just wanted to be left alone. So I made sure he had a clean break and he was able to go and do his own thing. But ladies and gentlemen, if this could happen to the person that's the champion, this could happen to any one of us. So although he may have felt in his mind that he no longer was an alcoholic and may not have to identify as one, but the moment he took a drink, the reality sat in, set in that he was indeed an alcoholic and he relapsed and he couldn't do anything about it besides go through the motions. And, and he was sad and you could tell he was lost that he wanted to be left alone and he was partially ashamed. Like most of us who um, who relapse in with this nasty ass addiction. So my thing, ladies and gentlemen, from my perspective, when Miss um, T.S. states that she has no illusions about why she drank and also have none in the fact that it can rear its ugly head. It's so serious that we make a clean distinction and that we understand we do not have to identify as alcoholics or call ourselves alcoholics. But we have to like seriously be aware that if we are, that's our reality. Meaning that you just can't drink because you have to respect your allergy and it's a medical condition based on a doctor's opinion in AA. Now, this episode is not affiliated with Alcoholic Anonymous, although it is inspired because Alcoholic Anonymous helped me in many ways in my earlier days. The doctor's opinion clearly states that, you know, if you if we suffer from an allergy and that this allergy doesn't allow us to drink. And if we do, we won't be able to stop without some medical intervention. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's where I come from. So I guess Miss um, T.S. and myself fall in the same camp. So we have another response from Miss um, um, D.F. 
So she responds to Miss T.S.'s statement and she goes, not me. Jesus 100% set me free. I am effortlessly alcohol, nicotine, depression, anxiety, and suicide, suicidal attempts free. Woo-hoo. Those who the sun sets free are free indeed. And if anyone be in Christ, they are a new creation and old things are passed away. All right. This was interesting because Miss D. Dorf, her and Miss T.S. go back and forth. So Miss T.S. kind of clarifies, well, although and I'm just paraphrasing, she she goes, well, all right, I don't, you know, or I believe in Jesus too. And yeah, Jesus set people free, but the, that, that doesn't negate the fact that you are still an alcoholic. And then they go back and forth. So guys, you know, my story, when I was at rock bottom, I prayed to God, I prayed to Jesus. I heard the voice. God gave me a miraculous um, message and he walked. I felt like in my spirit, I was given instruction, a supernatural miraculous instruction to go to the high hospital and from that day I followed that voice that voice the free that voice that helped me because when I had nowhere else to go I leaned on God right I forgot that I I let go of my God concept I started to realize I was powerless my life was totally unmanageable I was on my deathbed I I couldn't play no more games alcoholism for me was a spiritual war and that's why I have spiritual warfare prayers. That's where the new book, I'm focusing on prayers and affirmations in my new book um, because I feel like on the fundamental level, alcoholism attacks us on every level, spiritually, psychologically, mentally, physically, emotionally. Um, so I definitely have to pray for that. So I understand where Ms. Dawn is coming from when she talks about um, Jesus freeing her right and and now she's a new creation and she doesn't have to identify with being an alcoholic and so that's where she's coming from and again i still i agree with that a hundred percent jesus did the same thing for me god did the same thing for me but i still keep in the back of my mind and in the fore that i am an alcoholic indeed and i can't play games with that right Although I do not have to, at any moment, I could wake up and don't, I no longer have to identify and call myself that, but I will always understand that's a situation, it's a condition, it's a medical opinion, and that's a reality. I'm allergic to alcohol, it doesn't make me a bad person, it makes me someone who shouldn't pick up a drink. All right, so thank you very much, Miss D. Dorf. Um, next response is from um, Caroline V. I won't call myself an alcoholic or an addict. Words have power. And what I say about and to myself is my truth and will manifest in my life. I do admit that drugs and alcohol gave their best shot at taking me out for a few years. But I have overcome that. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Come on, Caroline V. That's beautifully said. This these responses are so poetic, man. I love I love everyone and every perspective. Sober is dope for a reason because every single person has their beautiful story, their beautiful process, their beautiful um 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 testimony. And it makes sense. I understand. She said I won't call myself an alcoholic or an addict. This is absolute. She said words have power and I do agree. I do agree. So 
look, we're we're straddling that fine line where we have to say, I think the bigger question is, if I call myself an alcoholic, is that destructive? Is that a negative statement that reinforces a negative past or behavior pattern? Maybe that's the bigger question. Um, is there a negative connotation with alcoholism or is that just how we feel about how the world views the alcoholic? Because as an alcoholic, um, I don't feel a negativity to that. But I mean, people may judge you, you know, you people may say, I don't know if I could trust that person. I don't know about them. They seem like they're alcohol. Meanwhile, they could be a functional alcoholic, but not admitting it. So their judgment could just be biased in a way. I'm not sure. But that may be the next question we should be asking. Is there a negative connotation associated with alcoholism? And if so, is it um, toxic or to use that word and does it um take away power from the actual um addict so maybe we should focus on that so next response from why i stopped calling myself an alcoholic do you agree or disagree is from susan m she says i haven't read this article but i so relate to not at all feeling honest anymore to call myself that So she's like, I don't feel honest that I should call myself that. So there's a conflict here. I think people who are outside of Alcoholic Anonymous, um, because Alcoholic Anonymous really is adamant. Like once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic and blah, blah, blah. And that that makes sense. I understand where they're coming from. But most, some people may feel like, no, I don't want to carry that negative stigma around. Um, All right. So next response is from Dean F probably wasn't an alcoholic from the beginning all right so dean is in reflecting maybe dean just probably feels like maybe i wasn't an alcoholic and i just drank too much maybe i'm not an alcoholic i never was my thing is ladies and gentlemen in retrospect i was an alcoholic because once i drank i couldn't stop myself I couldn't just drink casually. And this was progressive for me because there was a time in my life. Don't get me wrong. I didn't suffer like forever. It was a time where, you know, I was a normal guy. I would get up, go to work, have drinks here and there in the evening, maybe have a beer, call it a day. It'll be times where I wouldn't drink. It'll be times where I fast. It'll be times where I'll just be meditating and be spiritual. But I think it got to a point in my life, and that was later on in my life, where I think negative aspects of my life just took over, and my life just became kind of like, you know, I just put a lot of pressure on myself, and I think it was a point where I just got where I needed to drink every day. Like, so I understand when they say the disease is progressive, For some people, you may be at a different stage. I got to a point where later in my life, my liver started to get more compromised, my tolerance totally flatlined, and I would just immediately get tipsy and drunk off a beer or two, and then I would just constantly need to drink. And I just felt like that progression is what made me very confused. I didn't know what was going on with me. I just knew that something about me chemically needs to get another drink, and I hated that, and I just didn't like that vicious cycle. And I'm glad I got to a point, I'm very happy I got to a point where I had a real understanding of what was happening 
psychologically, chemically, physically, scientifically, medically. It was a real thing that was happening. It was a progressive thing. So as most people understand disease, it can be progressive. It starts off where you don't have that many symptoms. Then it may start off with one or two symptoms. And as the disease progress, your immune system takes a hit and you start to become noticeably sick. That's the same thing is true for the addict and the alcoholic. All right, moving along. Um, why I no longer call myself an alcoholic? Do you agree or disagree? This is a response based on an article written in Time.com by Holly Whitaker, who's the CEO of Tempest. Here are public responses, and um, people have chimed in with their opinion. So this is from Jesse M. I haven't taken a drink or put a needle in my arm since 5, 15, 16. I went to AA and a meetings when I first quit. I had a sponsor, still do, but more of a friend now, and work the 12 steps. I attend one AA meeting a week, and that's the only time I ever introduced myself as an alcoholic addict, but I do it for the newcomers so they can relate. For me, as I cannot speak for others, in 12 step, it says having a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps. We try to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. I believe that spiritual awakening was the realization that having built a relationship with God, that through him, I have been set free. Okay. Um, he goes on to say a lot more, but I'll leave it there. Um... Yeah, definitely. That's that's deep, man. Um, I think I think um, what Jesse's saying here is that he got to a point of spiritual freedom, and based on his relationship with God, he's at a safe place and a healthy place where he can identify to help another addict, but he actually embraces his new form creation through God and through his sobriety. So good for you, Jesse. Thank you. Next response is from Paula D. I only ever refer to myself as an alcoholic in AA meetings, so that will never change, never outside. All right? So that's her thing. All right? So, ladies and gentlemen, that's the responses that we have. Um, feel free to write me at monkhealing at gmail.com and let me know what you feel about it. This is a really good subject because it opens up the debate. It brings it breaks the stigma of alcoholism again. I never in my heart I don't identify as an alcoholic. Like that's not who I am as a human being. I, I'm a child of God, right? That's first and foremost. I'm a, a son to my parents, a brother, sister to my siblings, a future father to my sons and daughters. I'm a friend to many, right? I'm a guy who loves God and I'm a person who beat addiction, right? And I am a health enthusiast, spiritual um, enthusiast and lover. And like Holly Whitaker says, uh, sober evangelist. So my thing is, I am many things before I'm an alcoholic, but at the end of the day, if I know what's good for me, I will never forget the reality of my alcoholism. 
the potential of my alcoholism if I ever drink. And the fact that if I did drink as an alcoholic, I will be addicted and my life can be and may be unmanageable again. And I never want to get back to that reality. So although I will declare this as my final position on this subject, it's okay to not identify or call yourself an alcoholic only if, and this is my personal opinion, if you truly intrinsically understand that you are indeed an alcoholic, meaning that if you are truly alcoholic. Now, there's people out there who may have had a bad brush with drinking and they may not be technically alcoholics. They may not be medically or clinically or they may not suffer from a disease or allergy, all right? That allergy thing, right? Where it causes you to um, kind of one drink is one drink too many type deal. If you understand that, if you are truly an alcoholic, meaning that you suffer from an allergy and you understand and respect that allergy, then you don't have to publicly identify or whatever if it helps your recovery. I'm all about what we need to do to get to the next step as long as we're not delusional or suffer from an illusion of something that will lead us back to relapse. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Sober is Dope podcast. I'm your host, Pop Buchanan. As we approach 2020, I have a lot of good treats for you. We're going to attempt to do five to ten new episodes before new year's day so i have my work cut out for me i love you guys thank you for everyone who chimed in and gave us good information i love all of your responses i agree with a lot of you guys um holly whitaker thank you so much um i'm gonna put a link to her new book which is awesome and a time magazine article and go support her company tempest you can find holly whitaker on instagram and you can check her out online i'll put all her stuff in the show notes holly thank you god bless you god bless your friend c and all your other friends i hope that you take this series based on your article in in good in good jest we i I never want to be disrespectful to anyone i respect everyone's opinion and your your um position to liberate yourself from this the ugliness of addiction and i respect it all right and i respect you very much and hopefully one day we can have you on the podcast ladies and gentlemen go forth be merry i love you all god is good i'll catch you on the other side